0: talk about yoga for a minute here. It's one of those topics that we wonder, why do we find yoga on examination of conscience for Catholics? What's the big deal? Some people say it's just stretching, it helps me to sweat, it keeps me healthy. Trust me, I understand where you're coming from. I just want to help you understand why the church puts yoga on examination of conscience and break down some of the concern here. I've actually done a full episode on the topic of yoga, Buddhism, and Hinduism with a woman, a Catholic convert, who was a practicing Buddhist, did yoga, and she shares in greater detail why it was problematic and breaks it down. I'll be sure to post that podcast later today. But in the meantime, let's talk about yoga. What is it? It's basically a worship service, a form of Buddhist and or Hindu prayer and worship. Even during yoga, Sanskrit chants are used, such as "Om," as affirmation of the divine. And we're not talking about God, the creator, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. It's kind of like an amen, but to who are we amening? In Hinduism specifically, they worship all sorts of deities. So, if you're practicing yoga as a Hindu, it looks a little different from yoga as a Buddhist. It ultimately has to do with connection to gods and music through names and poses. Whether you're susceptible or not to worshiping in a different religion, the question ultimately is this, and this is why it's on an examination of conscience. Why would we participate in a pagan ritual, a pagan worship service? Is it just meditation Or is it meditation and prayer? Well, what yoga is, is meditation in a form of Buddhist or Hindu prayer. Stretching is great, but yoga, per the definition of what it is, is completely different than what we commonly think yoga is. I'm just going to break down a little bit from the Buddhist center and how this ties into yoga, because we need to understand what Buddhism is if we're to understand what yoga is. The heart of Buddhism is this idea of meditation, It's a means of transforming yourself in order to develop various qualities of awareness, such as kindness and wisdom. That sounds great. We do want a sense of self-awareness. Meditation is excellent, but what are we meditating on? Meditation is supposed to orient us toward God, not just ourselves. Any sense of meditation of self-awareness is self-awareness as a creature before the creator of the Heavenly Father. So that's why Buddhism becomes problematic because it's a meditation focused on yourself. Even if it does have this goal of creating kindness and wisdom, it's about you, not about others and God. Even this idea of karma, karma is this idea that we should do good so that good comes back to us, not because we value other people. Now, this whole path of Buddhism has a path which has the ultimate goal of culminating in, for example, enlightenment, also known as Buddhahood, or we could talk about it as nirvana. What is that? Well, this sense of enlightenment is you become your own god. That's the Buddhist version of heaven. You become your own god, but ultimately, what is it? It's nothingness. It's a state of utter nothingness. That's your goal. Now, if you get it wrong in this lifetime, the idea of Buddhism would be that you'll be reincarnated so that you can do it again and again and again until you reach the state of nothingness. Let's talk about nirvana for a second, though. There's no sense of transcendence. There's no sense of union with God or others. It's just the idea that there's nothing. There's no sense of self. There's no suffering. There's no desire. There's a sense of absolute nothingness. And when you finally reach nirvana, the idea is that you're released from the effects of karma and that cycle of death and rebirth that we talked about, which is discussed as reincarnation. So if the goal in Buddhism is nothingness, why be good? This is radically different from our Catholic faith. So although these ideas of kindness and wisdom all sound real nice, it's not exactly what we're looking for. I'm going to give you an example, though, of why people in part like these self-realization elements of Buddhism. I remember some years ago, a friend of mine kept asking me to go and take these yoga classes with her after... A number of difficult things in her own life. She really got into yoga. It was something she did every day. She centered her day around it. She got her in shape, more flexible than ever before, was keeping her healthier, keeping her from getting sick because she was sweating and staying physically active. Really didn't want to go and finally went, okay, I'll go. Because I didn't really fully understand why the church was objecting to yoga. And my attitude was probably like yours. I can go, but it's not going to have any attitude or impact, should I say, on my religion. I still love my Catholic faith. I love God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I'm not going to suddenly become a Buddhist so I can go. I didn't understand I was literally participating in a pagan worship service. And I just explained all of that to you. But here's where I want you to understand people really do love some of the ideas of the state of self-awareness meditation because we don't pull back and meditate. Even Catholics, we struggle to reach that prayer of meditation, Most forms of your five steps to become successful in life include some form of meditation. Because we do need that sense of self awareness, but before God. Now, here's what will happen. I've been to one of those classes I was talking about earlier, and the teacher started by saying, Hey, offer this class for a friend, a family member, for a specific intention. Heck, offer it for yourself if that's what you need offer up this class so it gave this sense of self-sacrifice in the class that people really liked and then at the beginning of the class I remember they had us laying down and putting our hands palms down and they were saying just push into the earth and the ground any of those negative emotions just push it it was almost like this sense of suppression or just like pushing it into the ground rather than going you know what god i give this to you I fully abandon myself into you. Now, it was kind of this weird sense of letting go, but not in the right way. And you might even notice this with people who are like really into yoga. They tend to be very angry people. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm getting myself in trouble here. I know, but it is something that is common. This deep self-awareness, you can go so far and keep looking internally, internally and internally. But at a certain point, this is why the anger enters in. You can only look internally so much without needing to offer up our brokenness before God. We can only look inside so much without needing that sense of forgiveness from our Heavenly Father. Needing that sense of reunion with Him when we've fallen so far away from the market times. Some of the other elements that you'll hear in a class, we'll talk about some of these qualities of awareness, kindness, wisdom, do good to others so that it'll come back to you. But that's not at the heart of Christianity, which is sacrificial love for the sake of another, not karma where it's all about what I get back. See, this is radically opposed to our Christian faith. We're looking for the state of nirvana, of nothingness in Buddhism. Well, in Catholicism, we're working toward union with God. The sacraments that are given to us in Catholicism actually have substance and affect what they symbolize. We're physically united with the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're brought back into communion with the body of Christ and we're separated from him through our own brokenness and sin. We are actually able to enter into deeper relationships with the people we know and love through the sacraments, through this sacrificial love that Christ offers to us as a model.